Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Cool. To finish it off, yeah. we saved a young, maybe exciting, definitely not playoff team. I'm not sure why we saved these guys for last. Maybe you, maybe you know. Do you know? Um, I feel like we saved the poo-poo platter for last because the last handful of episodes have been like, hey, there's a couple guys on this team and everybody else sucks and we don't know what's going on. Um, I th- maybe that's why we saved it for last, but uh, I don't know why we particularly saved the Memphis Grizzlies for last, other than... They are one of the teams that I plan on seeing this year when they come to Chicago. So maybe, maybe maybe that's the reason. Yeah, so this team makes more headlines now, more national headlines probably, for players not going to camp than for players in camp. Is that crazy? Because um, Andre Godala, right, Andre Godala, they basically said, yeah, you just stay home and work out there and we'll try to trade you and – then they basically told Josh Jackson to stay home and wait for the G League to uh, start training camp. So, um, never a good sign for your career when they're like, hey, man, I know you were like the fourth overall pick, but why don't you just stay home and wait for G League camp to start? Why don't you, why don't you fuck right off? Is what that was. Um, not, a, not a great sign. Uh, Memphis probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league. That's why I'm going to go to the game because the Bulls actually might beat them. I'm crossing my fingers. Eighty all eighty-two game schedule. Memphis against Charlotte. Who wins? Who wins more and how many? Um, I, I think I'm taking Memphis in that game. Jaron Jackson Jr., who uh, is going to be my very first pick from this team. Um, I think he's going to be pretty good. And uh, Charlotte has nobody who's better than Jaron Jackson Jr. on their team. So yeah, I'm taking Memphis. I'm with you there. I think Memphis would win a good good percentage of those games too if they played a bunch of times. Um, I just think Charlotte may be just really bad, real, real, real bad, historically bad. And you know what's weird is those old Bobcats teams were historically bad as well. So it's been a rough franchise for the people in Charlotte. But you know what? Eh, I don't know if we should really feel bad for the people in Charlotte. They need to step up their quality of of people they allow in their state, I think. Um, let's go to Memphis. Let's talk about Memphis. Memphis, awesome city, really cool barbecue, fun place to hang out. So shout out to Memphis, way better than Charlotte. So already I'm in, I'm in a better mood talking about Memphis. And I want to talk about Jaron Jackson Jr., who is the uh, pick-to-click, the uh, sleeper of all – one of the biggest sleepers of all time. People have been waiting for him to break out. Um he played 58 games last season. He only played 26 minutes last season. But per game in 26 minutes, 82nd overall. He's a guy who can get you a steal over a block and a half and over a three a game if he really, truly desired it. And I think he does because this team is kind of being built around him as their savior. The only issue here, once again, assists are going to be low. But is this the Jaron Jackson Jr. breakout year? Um, or are we are we a year too early? 
Um, he's got to have to control the fouls. 3.8 in 26 minutes a game last year. To play 32 minutes a game, you know, to average out at 32 minutes a game, you got to keep the fouls down. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why they don't run Jaron Jackson Jr. as many minutes as possible. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. has a very interesting fantasy skill set, like you mentioned. Um, I don't want to reach super high for Jaron Jackson Jr. though, just because I'm worried about the foul trouble. And I'm worried that, you know, he didn't play a ton of games last year, right? 58. Um, so obviously there's some pretty safer guys in that second, third round range. And if you're reaching up for Jaron Jackson Jr., that could definitely come back to bite you in the behind. I feel like I'm not really going to have any Jaron Jackson Jr. on my team simply for the reasons you listed here. It's like he's never really done. He's never been like a top tier player. Uh, you got to worry about the fouls. You got to worry about the playing, uh, the, the the injury history. Um, but he's young. I, I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about the injury history personally. Uh, I've seen him go in the fourth round. That's too early. Uh, I've seen him go in the fifth round. There's actually some guys in the fifth round that I like a little bit better than Jared Jackson. Uh, I've never seen him go in the sixth round because I've never seen him fall that far. And uh, that is, I'd say, I'm mild, concerning. I'm mildly interested in the fifth round. I'm mildly interested. Now, I think there's some other guys I'd rather have, but I'm mild, I'd say I'm mildly interested in that round. Like, I'm looking at him going, ah, you know what? It'd be fun to have Jared Jackson Jr. I don't know that yeah. I actually pulled the trigger on that. Yeah, you're playing two games here, right? It's because what's the market value and what's his actual value? And if you want him on your team, you're going to have to overpay for him. So I, I think, you know, his the best case scenario, right, is that he really puts it together. He plays a bunch of minutes and he's like a top 40, top closer in like 35 range. Like that's probably is like good, really, really high. Like it's good ceiling. Has him playing 32 minutes a game in his rankings, which is, I think, his absolute ceiling. And he comes out to the 34th ranked player. Okay. So. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, that's how I was feeling. All right. Cool. Yeah. Get them block numbers up. That's really nice. That's really good. And that's how, if everything kind of floats well, you're taking a swing at him in the fourth round. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's probably where you're going to have to take uh, a nice swing at him. But like, Man, like that that's a little I feel like that's just a little steep for me when you have probably like I mean DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Clint Capella, uh Larry Marketing, Robert Covington, Buddy Heel, Chris Middleton, all hanging out here in this range. I guess he's the swing. Like he's he's the swing. If you want to take an early swing, he's the swing you're gonna to have to take. And then maybe you hope one of those other guys. Like maybe you're on the turn from the fourth to the fifth round. I kind of like taking Jaron Jackson right around then, because you're gonna get late fourth round Jaron Jackson, and maybe you know you're overpaying for him, but you're paying for the uh, you're paying for the ceiling. And then a couple picks later, you're right back at it, and you can go grab any of those guys who fell to you. I think that's where I'm taking him into the fourth round. I'm I'm just not sure he's ever going to get them. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't think he gets there either. And that's probably why I'm not going to own him. Like I don't want him as one of my first three picks. And so, you know, that's just not, that's where he's going. I think most leagues that I've been in, he's been going there. So how about big science? Are you more interested in big science this year? Mm, The, the young. 
Yeah, his his basketball reference nickname. Two nicknames for Jonas Valanciunas: JV Sorry. and Big Science. First off, his nickname's the Yone, or uh, Hugest Valanciunas. See, maybe I should be the nickname <laughs> no. guy for basketball reference because I feel like I'm doing a way better job. But you don't have the crazy ones like Big Science, and then you just confuse. Like, wait, why is he science? What does he have to do with science? Is science real? I don't understand why he has anything to do with science. Uh, is he a scientist? Has uh, he got a degree or something that I don't know about? And I'm confused by it too. I don't know anything about that, but uh, uh, the the big science, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, 63rd overall in ADP for uh, Yahoo right now, and uh, that feels like really that feels really solid. Like that's a solid value. He's a big man that isn't like a you know, he's not a blocks big man, but he's also not like zero at blocks. Like he's a one block, less than a half a steal, but he's very very uh, efficient. He's really good at the, his free throws are solid. And is there any reason he's not going to like play 27, 30 minutes a game on this team? Like this team needs someone to play. Should be a career high in minutes for him. And that's interesting, right? He averaged 19.9 points in, in only 19 games, obviously, but 19.9 points for the Grizzlies last year. That's pretty dang interesting, right? Um, yeah. Jonas could be real good, but Picking him at 63 kind of took away some of the value um, in that sense. Like, he's probably a top 50 player, but I don't think he's going to be, like, a top 30 player. So you're getting a, an okay value, but not, like, some massive steal that I'm like, yes, I can't believe I'm getting him at this pick. Yeah, this was my fire pickup once he ended up in Memphis. Uh, he was on the waiver wire, and he was no longer on the waiver. He was on my team, and uh, he played very well. So uh, I feel like this, this is going to be an extension of that. Uh, top 50 player. I really, I really think he's a top fifty player, um, in Memphis playing uh, solid heavy minutes. But he's like a rich man's Edis Cantor, so like you know what you're getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, and you know he's, he's fine. But like I said, like he's not. I don't think he's gonna be like some huge, huge breakout that he's gonna win your league. He's just gonna be a nice, okay value, and you're gonna grab him in the you know sixty, sixty five range, and you're gonna be like, okay. Cool. Super good consolation prize if you missed out on any of the bigs in the in the earlier rounds. See you there. Like I'm saying, there's a lot of bigs down here hanging out in these middle rounds of the fifth, sixth, seventh round. And so, like, overpaying for a big or reaching for a big uh, is, is hard for me to do, which is, like, why it's hard for me to say, let's reach for Jared Jackson uh, go, or go with, like, DeAndre Ayton in the second round. Like, it's, it's hard for me to, to, to go with any of those guys. Just simply because I, I do like Jonas down in the sixth round, and that's and it's a value. You're not paying full price. You're paying a little. One guy uh, I pulled the trigger on in the second round is a big man. Not Miles Turner. I know you're kind of out on him. Come on, Mike. You should know this. Rudy Gobert. Oh, no. Not Rudy Gobert. Not Rudy Gobert. I feel like you said you would take Rudy Gobert in the second round. I said I would take him at the end of the second round. I said there's one guy I've actually pulled the trigger on. It's a big oh. man. Oh, Andre Drummond. Just feel like he gives you so many elite stats. You know, what I mean, the elite rebounds. They're pretty good points. Like he's not going to kill you in points like some of those other big men are. If you draft him in the second round, um, a steal and a half and a block and a half are just great, fantastic. Um, and then good field goal percentage. Obviously, the free throws hurt you. But in a head-to-head league, I think in the second round, I've been drafting Drummond. The, 
I mean, I, I drafted him in a league that actually counted, so take that for what it's worth. Okay. Hey, I will. Drum is really great. Drum is really, really good. Everybody should uh, be focused on him in the second round for sure. Uh, here's where things get interesting for Memphis because if, uh, based on my last check, we've talked about two full players here, which means there are three starters positions left on this team. Um, yet I'm not really sure if any of these starters are worth rostering in a standard league, but I'm willing to take that shot on John Morant. The problem is rookies get a lot of hype. They get a lot of clout and, and, and guard rookies always kind of favor, uh, fare a little worse than big rookies. Uh, big men are just a little bit easier to translate. The, uh, the game is very fast for a guard coming out of college. Um, and John Morant's going, going at 75 ADP right now in Yahoo. I'm scared by that, for sure. If I can have Ricky Rubio or John Morant, give me Ricky Rubio every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, okay. Who leads this team in scoring, Mike? Is it Jonas Valanciunas? Does it have to be Jonas Valanciunas? Like, Jaron Jackson Jr. Is, almost no is Jonas Shunus out of like necessity, but like, yeah, like Jazz, so, Jazz gonna get some. I mean, like, the, like every team scores a hundred points a game now. So yeah. this team, it, it's it's hard, it's difficult for me to get to that number because I'm like, well, how many can John Morant really score? Like 15, 16? But like at some point, like someone's got to get the points and the stats, yeah. and and so yeah. this team is is a watch this space kind of team. And I'm okay with John Morant. Now I'm just hoping I could kind of get him in like the, you know, 90, hundred range. That's doesn't look like that's possible. So pick 75. I'm concerned that the field goal and the free throw are bad enough where it, it kind of hurts me, even if he is getting those points, but there, there's definitely stats to go around on this team. And, you know, you got to think of some of the other starters, like we know what they are. They're not big time scorers. Right. I'm looking at guys like Kyle Anderson, who, is actually kind of interesting for fantasy, but is not a, a scorer, right? Tyus Jones probably going to play some good minutes, not a scorer. Brandon Clark, another guy who could play some minutes, not a big-time scorer. So the points on this team are worrying. It's very, it's very, very worrying. I don't know where they're going to come from, so I think they're going to give Ja the green light to just get wild with it. And uh, I'm willing to take a swing with Ja, but like 75 is too high. 90-plus, cool. Uh, I'm interested. Heading towards the end of your draft, take that swing, go adjust. Like you're saying, someone's got to do something on this team. Someone's got to take the shot. Someone's going to have to try to score. And uh, let's let's let John do it. Maybe he's just running a ton of pick and rolls all day with the two bigs, and everybody else just stands in the corners. You can get Kyle um, uh, Anderson a shot in in maybe deeper leagues. I'm not terribly interested in, in Kyle Anderson. I know he was kind of like a hot name going in to the season due to his defensive stats last season, but this season I'm just, you know, I, I just feel like the playing time isn't there for him. Tyus Jones, that's boring. Uh, I think if you're going to get value out of anybody that you mentioned is Brandon Clark. You could take him at the end of your draft and maybe he's going to play a lot. Like, I don't know. Someone's got to play the three, right? Uh, someone's got to do something here. Is Jake Crowder still on this team? Like, uh, what, is Andrew, is Andre Iguodala going to play at all? Um, no, I have no idea what's going to happen with this team, but none of these guys are really like standardly relevant. 
Iguodala got told to go home, so like he's not That's even right. going to come to camp. He's definitely not. Um, yeah. So uh, the cool thing about Brandon Clark, right, is he got 117 blocks in 37 games last year for Gonzaga. Ooh. And he got 43 steals, so over a steal and a gargantuan block number in 37 games, right? Um, someone who could be interesting, but another guy who's probably, you know, kind of a, I mean, he's 6'8", 215. I don't know how well he does as a small forward. And we mentioned that their two best players are big men, so kind of a hard fit there a little bit. And this is not a team that's got a lot of great depth, but, you know, do they kind of just give him all the backup four or five minutes? I mean, maybe I could see that, and that would make him sort of interesting, but... I feel like yeah, this team is a team to keep an eye on. I do think Ja should be rostered, and you should take a swing at Brandon Clark. But this is a team you're gonna have to keep an eye on, just because we like. Man, I just, I, I just don't know what that rotation is gonna look like, other than out, out of their, you know, top three players. And then on top of that, like, who's really gonna like take over here? Is like Jay Crowder gonna have a renaissance year? Maybe, certainly uh, in the realm of possibility, right? You know, someone like I said, someone's got to score, and even if it's Jay Crowder, you know, bubbling up to 13, 14 points, like that's a real possibility. Um, just because someone's got to get like everyone team scores 100, like I said, so someone's got to do it. True. Um, I think that's it for the Memphis Grizzlies, Tyler. Um, uh, Tyler, do you have anything to plug? Um, I'll see here. Um, obviously my hashtag basketball article will be starting with the season. So that'll be fun. Um, I feel like we've got a ton of fun draft content coming up. The who do you draft series will be coming up. Um, we'll have some guests on, we'll do some fun stuff. So, um, I'm excited about all that. And obviously, um, I cover the Dallas Mavericks for a site called the smoking Cuban. Um, if you're into the Dallas Mavericks at all, you want to hear anything about Luka Doncic. Um, that's a place to visit. I am actually doing a, a fun article that you can read probably by the time you're listening to this. And it is the five things that makes Luka Doncic special. I hope they're all like very personal and has nothing to do with basketball. Um, some of them may be. You never know. Like, is oh, he, he buys junior mints at the movies or he's got the cutest eyes. Are those Are those them? The cutest eyes might be. I mean, he is a handsome devil. He's a good looking dude. Um, all right, you go check that out. Uh, at Tyler P. Watts, you can find all that content. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Do I have anything to plug? Uh, if you're in Chicago, check out the Not That Late Show at the uh, the end of the last Thursday of every month at the Newport Theater. Uh, that's my my plug. So if you're very specifically in Chicago. Um, I do have some other stuff that I, I, I get into. So if you like comedy and you like stand-up and you like uh, um, music and sketch, check out Not That Late Show. You can check it out online, too. Why not? Plug it. Who knows? Maybe some people from Chicago will check it out. Uh, but other than that, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That's my main plug. We do have a lot of really, really good content coming to you. And quite a bit of that content is going to be being released early to our Patreon subscribers. So if you want to get ahead of the game for your um, fantasy basketball draft, patreon.com slash watching the boxes uh, subscribe. It helps us out. really helps the show and we're done, Tyler. We did it 30 teams in over 30 days. Um, let's get into the, the meat and potatoes of the preseason. 
you next time.